Hello and welcome to ASMR Tira de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, Dr. Andrew Michaels shares a story you may find difficult to believe, but always remember, the world is a strange place. You never know what you may find hidden in the data, lurking around the next corner, or slipping past the edge of the telescope. first century, around 2008-2009. Capture cameras were just coming into vogue. Maybe you remember them. They were for hanging on trees or fence posts. And they had motion sensors on them. And they were meant to capture game to help hunters locate uh, animals for hunting and they were very interesting cameras they would put them out on walking trails and uh, out in the field and you could see where deer would you know traverse certain fields and things like that so hunters knew kind of where to go in the winter uh, to do their hunting they were rudimentary uh, compared to what you have today they were always, almost always in black and white and only recorded for a few seconds. And then as the motion continued, they would record again and again, depending on if the animals kept making the sensor respond. Well, I found them fascinating. And a co-worker of mine had one, and I borrowed it for a few days, played with it. And then I told him I was going to go get my own. I brought it back and gave it to him. And I bought a couple of my own. And I just I just loved this new fancy little... It's basically a toy, but it was a new technology. And I would hang one by my wife's uh, bird feeder. She had a bird feeder and a bird bath. And I would hang it there. And we just loved, I mean, we absolutely loved seeing all the different animals that came and fed 
and got water at the bird bath and the bird feeder. And we had another one we hung on a, on a fence post in our backyard. Actually a tree in the backyard, but it was near the fence. And it was really funny. We'd captured deer running through our backyard and possums, raccoons, all kinds of animals. But the coolest thing was a cat. There was this little black cat. And it saw that camera. And it walked right straight to the camera. And it sniffed it and looked at it and everything. It knew there was a camera there. It knew. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the whole world. That this cat knew this was something. And it investigated it. I thought that was so cool. It was the cutest little thing I ever saw. And like I said, we'd see these deer walking by, and it was, it was incredible. You know, you'd see these beautiful little films of deer at night with their babies and, you know, family groups. And it was just really amazing to, to get this little glimpse into the night uh, uh, world that you don't see. You don't know that you have all these massive deer walking through your backyard and all this different animal life and all these different birds and squirrels. You know, we had three different types of squirrels coming into our yard to feed at the bird feeders. We have these little scrawny little black squirrels that um, I guess are from uh, Canada and they were transplanted down here uh, near Kent State, Ohio. And then they migrated all over the area. And these little black squirrels are really cute. Then we have the regular red, you know, red-brown squirrels. And then we have these uh, gray squirrels that are really big. And uh, they're just all really pretty, and they're sweet little animals. And I know a lot of people don't like um, squirrels and different types of rodents, but I think they're gorgeous. I have no problem with them. They're just the cute as the dickens, and I don't have any problem with them running around and leaving nuts in my <laughs> engine room, uh, the engine of my compartment of my car <laughs> caused me trouble. But I digress. So that's a little backstory. So one day I was coming out of my house. It was around this time of year, getting cold out. And a neighbor lady about four houses up from me, she waved to me. I thought she was just waving hello. And I was in a hurry, so I waved back, and um, I didn't think anything of it, and I drove off. Well, then, when I was coming home, I saw my neighbor, the neighbor between me and her, one of my neighbors, a young, young uh, couple was next door at the time. And I saw the husband talking to this older lady, and uh, she's a, you know, a retired lady living on her own, and she was talking to the neighbor. Well, when, she, when they both saw me coming back into the neighborhood, they both waved. Well, this got my attention. And I pulled in and I realized they wanted to talk to me. So I walked across the yards, you know, after I parked my car. And I you know, asked them what, what was, you know, did they need to talk to me? And they said that there was a peeping Tom in the neighborhood. 
She had been bothered for about three different times in the last week by a peeping Tom. And if you have never dealt with one, it's a very, very frightening and shocking, very shocking thing to have a peeping Tom at your house. It's late at night around 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. This is what this person did. And you're alone in your home or you're watching TV or you're sitting in a computer or you're reading a book in your bedroom. It doesn't matter what you're doing. <clears throat> and it's cooler outside. You know, the weather's cooler, so you have the air conditioning off. There's no heat on yet. You don't have your furnace on and you have your window open to get the fresh, cool air in before you go to bed. And this person, this young man that was doing this peeping Tom thing, was peering into the windows. And when he would see the person and find them, he would make a, a hooty, uh, like an owl, like a hooting sound, and frighten the person. Now, I'm a grown man, and I'm a, a, a bigger guy, I'm strong, I know how to take care of myself, um, I know how to defend myself, my family has been trained to defend themselves, we're not timid people, we're, we're willing to handle just about anything life throws at us. But I got news for you. If it's 1230 at night and you hear somebody yell or hoot or giggling outside your house, right at your window, a few feet from your head, you know, sitting in my easy chair and there's somebody a few feet outside my window and they make a loud noise. I don't care if you're an older lady or a young, tough guy or an older experienced man like me, you're going to jump literally out of your skin when somebody startles you at 12 31 o'clock at night it's gonna scare the bejesus out of you you're gonna jump i don't care who you are it's gonna shock you and this is an older you know little typical white-haired retired lady you know she's a wonderful little grandma living by herself and this young man is scaring her in all hours of the night and really shocking her. Now, if anything would happen, like she would fall down or trip or run or hit, hit her head on something or, God forbid, have a heart attack or an episode, a heart episode, you know, this, this young man could get charged with, um, you know, possibly some kind of you know, attempted murder even. You know, you could, you could kill somebody, literally, by scaring them to death. And this was just uncalled for. This was just an outrageous behavior. I could, okay, I understand. Kids will be kids. And maybe they toilet paper your yard, or they throw a couple eggs at your door, or they yell at the window one time. Okay, that was funny. You scared me. Okay, you got me. He kept coming back. He was having some sport with her. And she told me she went outside. She wasn't afraid of this man. This is a very brave lady. Uh, she has to be to live alone and be this brave. I mean, well, I don't want to go too far in this story. But she was fearless. She walked 
right outside the second time. And she saw that he had run across the street and was hiding in some bushes of the neighbor's bushes. And he called on the cell phone. She could tell because he it was a flip phone at the time. He flipped his cell phone open and he called somebody and they drove over and he ran over to the street next door and he got in the car and they drove off. So she knew he didn't live necessarily right there. It wasn't, you know, I had teenage sons at the time and they had many friends in the neighborhood. She didn't think it was my sons or one of the neighbor boys. It was somebody who, for whatever reason, came there from somewhere else, not necessarily our neighborhood. <clears throat> but because I had teenage sons, she asked me if I could ask them about it. And I said, I'll tell you right now, my sons would never do this. But if I found out they were involved in it or they knew anything about it, there's going to be real problems. And I was very angry about it. And I said, I'll tell you what else. I have these motion capture cameras for capturing like deer and wildlife. If you want, I'll come over and strap them right to your tree right to the window that he's coming to. It was this one particular window he liked coming up. So the third time he came up, he actually tapped on the glass because she had the window shut. And that's a no-no, you know, at 1 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I'm kind of jumping around. But I told her I'd bring her these capture cameras and we'll get a good look at who this guy is. So she agreed, and I had two of them, and I hung one actually on the window. So when he walked up to the house, it would snap your picture. And I hung one on a tree to kind of get a cross. Like if when he came into the yard, this tree would get a, a view of him coming into the yard, into the property. So I had like two cameras kind of crisscrossing. So we, we would get something on both if he walked up to that window again. So then she told me as I'm hanging the cameras, you know, you, you have these cables on them and you lock them to the tree or to the house so that somebody can't just steal them. You know, they can't rip them down and take them. They're, they're bolted on with a metal cable and a lock and that prevents somebody. Now they could smash them and break them and get the SD cards out of them. Um, you can't open them unless you unlock them. So, these were these models that I had. You you had to undo them from the cable to un open them up and get the SD card out. So they would have had to smash the camera to get the SD card out if they couldn't un you know cut the cable or unlock the lock. So they're 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 not easy to deal with, and they you'd make a lot of racket, and you'd end up getting caught either way. So. Back to the story, I'm hanging the cameras, and I said, this will be able to get a good capture him from coming in the yard from a couple different directions, and if he approaches the house, we'll definitely get him on camera. And uh, so I said, you told me about the second time, and then she goes, yeah, and the third time, I was mad, but I was dressed, and I was waiting for him. She was sitting there with her shoes on, keys in hand, and she waited, and sure enough, Two nights later, she's sitting, reading a book. He comes right to the door, right to the window, taps on the glass like I told you, and giggles and laughs and makes some funny, scary noises and runs. She came right out of the house. 
she saw him running. He ran across the street. This time he had the car waiting on the others, you know, come around and picked him up. Now they had a head start. And she is an older lady, but she went out, got in her car, and followed them. She followed this <clears throat> young ruffian, <laughs> this little um, terror. And it was a young man, she could tell, but she couldn't really get a good look at him. She followed him right back into town, and she lost them on us. She saw them go down a street, and then before she could get too close, they had turned into a house. She just could not figure out which house they were at. And she was so angry. She said, you know, I've tried to be nice. This is the last chance. If you catch him and we figure out who it is, you have to tell him to stop or something bad's going to happen. She, you know, I'm giving him one chance more for this to be resolved peacefully. I have been a really good neighbor. I just you know, tried to follow him back to his house and just knock on the door, tell the parents what happened, but I you know, couldn't figure it out. They're hiding from me. Now they know that I followed them. They could tell because they sped away when they realized. She came out and started her car. He got in the other car and they ran. They really ran. And uh, she couldn't catch them but, or get close enough to identify the car or license plate. But she knew they pulled into this one street. So sadly, I kind of knew a, a friend of my son's, both my son's, I knew they lived on that street. And I wondered if it was that young man. He was a troubled young man. And he used to do silly things like build forts in the woods and he would climb trees in the back of people's yards you know his friends houses and stuff and he would you know you didn't know he was there and all of a sudden you'd hear him yelling in a tree you know and he was teasing you know kind of picking on you well here he was up in a tree and all that stuff's kind of harmless in the daytime with kids and you're at your friend's house and you're just teasing and I understand that this was a new level this was definitely a violation of this lady's privacy and it was a very frightening thing and he needed to stop I told her my suspicions and I told her I will talk to him and we should be able to put an end to this well I went and told my sons and I told him they better tell him don't come back now he's been warned I think it's him I don't want to say his name but if he comes back it's not going to go well for him because this lady is done playing games with him. She's tried to be nice. I'm pretty sure it's him. She's willing to let it go. And nothing will happen if he just doesn't come back. I did not tell my sons that I hung those cameras. You know, not to put my boys in the middle of something... You know how kids are. I knew darn well. If it was him, they would tell him, hey, my dad said don't come back and do that no more because they're done playing with you. Now, he was warned, and this lady did turn the other cheek. And this is the part that gets a little creepy. 
little scary for Halloween. Like I said, you only turn the cheek so many times. You only give somebody a pass so many times. And then, if you come back, you kind of ask for it. And this is the part of the story that's a little wicked. I had assurances from my son that they had talked to the young man. And he denied everything. Of course he didn't do it. No, he didn't do it. But they had told him, and they put the word out to their other friends, whoever's doing it, stop it. And I thought, okay, it's all done. And I would like to think that's where the story ended. About a week had passed, and I went back to the little old lady, and I asked her, did anything happen? Have you had any problems? She said no, and I said, I think we got to the bottom of it. Uh, are you fine with the way it was resolved? She said yes. And I said, well, I'll just take my cameras down. And, uh, you know, if you have any more problems, let me know. But I'll take them down for now, and then we'll just, you know, we'll just, you know, put this to bed. And she said, sure, no problem. You know, because she doesn't want to be filmed coming and going from her house and stuff, because it did film her driveway. And she deserves her privacy. That was part of the whole problem. So we took the two cameras down and I went home. And I thought, you know, I ought to throw them in the computer real quick. So, you know, haven't heard anything. It's been a week. Let's take a look. So I took the two SD cards out and I stuck them in my computer and I brought them up. And of course there was a video of this little old lady in her little white car. Pulling in, pulling out, pulling in, pulling out. And they're time stamped and everything. And there was that same little black cat that I saw that come up to my camera. And there it was. It came up and it smelled that camera again. And they're about a foot or so off the ground. You actually put them pretty low. To, even to catch deer, you put them kind of low. And they, uh, they, they, they take a pretty good view a very wide image. And there's that little black cat again. And just stooped and smelled the camera and licked and walked around and then it left. I thought that was cool. We had a couple little birds. And then about two nights before I took them down, they went off at 1 a.m. There he is. O-M-G. I've got a film of the peeping Tom. Sure as hell, there he is. I catch this young guy getting dropped off right in front of her house. He sneaks up the driveway right in front of the camera. I'm shocked. Before I even go any further, I grab the other SD card. This one's already been downloaded. And I stick it in. And I open up a second window. I've got both side by side. And I click through. And get to, there he is. And I'm looking at these 
there, what it is is it would it would take a, a a photo, and then there'd be a short video. There's the video, the short, the photo, and then I click on the video. There he is walking right up to the window. I got him. He has a mask on, a little, uh, one of those screen white masks with a hood on it. And he's wearing a black hoodie. And he's walking right up in front. And my cameras are both snapping perfect images of him. And in the background is that little black cat. He walks right up. There's no sound. And in the background, you suddenly see appear that little black cat. You could tell he's ready to say something, and the cat is approaching from behind. Suddenly, something happened. He slams into the camera on the house. I don't capture initially what happens but the cat attacks him he stumbles back he falls he's in front of both cameras now the cat I don't know how to describe it the cat is growing in ferocity and size it's not just a little tiny black cat anymore it's bigger now. It's the size of a bobcat at this point. And then it's the size of a mountain lion. It picks the boy up, biting him by the back of his neck. He's trying to f fidget, fight, kick, get loose. And the cat just claws and claws and tears. His mask comes off. Blood in his eyes, his nose, his mouth. The cat just keeps clamping down on his head. It's the most vicious thing I've ever seen. Snapshots of a human being getting completely and utterly dismantled. Reaching out. Reaching out for help. And nothing comes. The cat snapping his fingers literally off his hands. The cat the size of a mountain lion now. And growing and growing almost into a gigantic man-sized werewolf-looking werecat. And then everything stops. The cat looks right at my camera, licks its lips, picks him up by his neck, and drags the limp body off camera. I'm shocked. I can't even, I can't even comprehend what just happened. And then the cat comes back. The little tiny, tiny kitty cat comes back into camera view. Sits right down, looks right at my camera. And I have three films in a row of this pretty little kitty cat. Cleaning its paw washing its face and then it walks away off camera again I reach over to pick up my 
landline phone on my desk. I'm just about to pick up the phone when I hear a knock at my door. I nearly jumped out of my skin when I heard that knock at the door. I got up and minimized my what was on my screen of the black cat cleaning itself. I minimized it. I composed myself and walked to the door and answered it. It was my little neighbor lady. She was holding a little black cat. How are you? She said. I forgot. I was wondering if uh, you knew when trick-or-treating was this month. And I said, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a five to seven like it normally is. And it's it's a Tuesday. She goes, ah, oh, thank you so much. And I wanted to thank you for everything you've done. And, uh, you know, it's been so nice to, to talk to you and everything. I just wanted to, uh, you know, give you this nice gift. And she gave me a small little gift basket of fruit and said for your, you and your family and uh, thank you for all the trouble you went to you know and I, I'm so glad this problem has been dealt with and uh, I hope we never have to speak or deal with it again you know sometimes some things are just better left in the past and I said course I have no problem with that I I'm fine with that I I don't think I have anything further to say on the matter she just said good because some things are just better left unsaid and she handed me the basket and her and her kitty cat walked away I uh, closed the door, put the fruit basket on my table. I remember looking at the fruit, the apples, the oranges. Wow. The whole time I'm talking to her, I could not take my eyes off that cat. It looked so peaceful and happy, purring, and just laying in the crook of her arm. Okay. I've seen some things. I've seen enough. I walk over to my computer. I sit down. Do I tell somebody about this? Or do I just erase the cards? I hear a rustle of leaves outside my window open as it was in the fall. A rustle. And look and see a little black cat cleaning its paws on top of my dry bird bath. I really gotta get some water in that thing. Looking back at me and quizzically cleaning its paw. I turned to the computer 
and I put both folders from the SD cards into the trash can of the computer and delete the files take the two SD cards and with a small nail clipper I keep on my desk I snap them in half I look out the window and the cat is gone and my heart pounding in my chest starts to calm down as my blood pressure in my ears starts to settle down. And I know this is a very strange and maybe weird Halloween tale, but I assure you, the only moral of the story is some things are better left unsaid. But also, he was warned, don't come back. guess we'll just leave that one alone. Happy Halloween. And let's get back to the massage videos next episode. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it, and to rate or review it on your podcast player of choice. Those small things only take a few minutes, and they really do help our podcast grow. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash We have also started uploading earlier podcast episodes to YouTube. Another one goes up every Thursday night at youtube.com slash ASMR Links to connect with us on social media and to take a look at our merchandise can be found in the show notes. The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tiradohueo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels and his entire staff, thank you.